Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is comedian Andy Kindler. You know him from Everybody Loves Raymond. He was on The Late Show with David Letterman, The Daily Show. He's performed on HBO. I absolutely love him. And I, I say that about a lot of people that I interview because I like mean it. But I love Andy Kindler. He's super fucking awesome. And he has Jen Kirkman's stamp of approval. So I just, I love him. But before I talk to him, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup, and don't forget you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Andy Kindler. Welcome back to the show, Andy. Well, I can't even believe it. It feels just like <laughs> yesterday or a couple of months ago. I mean, I remember, I felt I was out of sorts last time we talked. Really? I did, it didn't seem that way. We actually spoke on my mother's birthday, which was March 24th, so almost five months ago, or just a little over five Aww, months ago. <laughs> happy birthday to your mom. Thank you. Though so I think it was because I, I wasn't sure uh, if it was going to be a FaceTime call. Oh, and then, right. You know, yeah. I never know with you with your prank shows. You always have <laughs> prank shows going on. I, I had one. <laughs> Did you really? I was, I was on. I tried to do like a pilot for one once. Really? And it was a disaster. Were you on a prank show? Well, no. I did my own. Um, uh, you know how there are these YouTube shows where people get calls by, you know, those jerks who say they're with the IRS and everything and so um, oh, yeah. and then they punk them and they, they record the show so I so desperately wanted to do that and I don't really answer my calls on my cell phone if I don't recognize them but I did get I did get a, a, an email and the email had a phone number and I called it and so I spent like the better part of one of my mornings just repeatedly calling them and then I'm like you know what I'm I am going to uh record this and I did and it was so funny it was so much fun he got he got really mad at me and that was the whole point so um well you should hear some of my jerky boy uh, <laughs> variety I call up people oh I used to do a bit about ex uh extreme crank anchors yes <laughs> uh, did you remember that bit I uh, vaguely no. vaguely okay so it was like people like uh call up or just like the extreme crank anchors is uh you know it's like Hi, yeah, I was like, uh, hi, nine one one. Yes, what's your problem? My hair, my hair, my hair. What, sir? What's the problem? What's the problem? <laughs> sir, if you don't answer me right now, I have someone who's going to jump off a building. <laughs> All right, he's okay. He's killed himself by other call. Okay, this is extreme crank anchors. I'm Andy Kindler. Would you be? Would you sign a release to allow me to uh, to uh, put this out? With your emergency, I say even forget the words. <laughs> oh my God! Now, are you're not the one who kept repeating, or or was name was Rosenberg? Rosenberg. What's Rosenberg? Is, is that cranking? Because you know the reason I'm asking. Oh, I don't know which one that is. Oh, I know that's mine. That's mine. You want me here? That's a classic. Yes. I called the glove from a. I called the law firm of Goldstein, 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 Goldstein. <laughs> I said, guys, speak to Mr. Goldstein. It's a very important meeting. 
I said, can I speak to Mr. Goldstein? I'm sorry he's with his wife. He's got an extended uh, vacation. I said, can I speak to Mr. Goldstein? He's at the market. We're just doing chicken. Can I speak to Mr. Goldstein? Speaking! How could you remember that joke that I did? I mean, it's not my joke, but I, I also do another version of the Jewish person, the Jewish uh, kid who goes to his father and he says, can I borrow uh, $40? The father goes, $39? What am I going to give you? $38? I don't have $37. And I, if I had $36, you think the last thing I would give $35, and I go all the way down to $1. And it's really exhausting. Well, okay, I just have to say that in the opening of this show, I talked about how I love you. And sometimes I say I love people you know that I have on my show because I genuinely do I see them on Twitter or I listen to their comedy or watch their shows and I'm like I love this person so I I'm very generous with the love that I that I give to my guests but with you in particular I just want to say that not only do I love you because I think you're just super cool and nice and like a good person but you have the Jen Kirkman stamp of approval and that means so much because oh, you know she is she is the yeah. greatest <laughs> yes talker and person in the world she, so oh my much. god I thank love you for both putting me up in the pantheon with her <laughs> well I love you both know, of you <laughs> she does something now that uh, uh, is pretty cool for her it's cool yeah she leaves you uh, but she leaves you and I love to listen to them she leaves voice audio messages that's awesome i fucking love her she is so funny and you know i mean obviously throughout all of this um male comedian the male comedian news we've been hearing you know in the past five or six years or so where you come up on all this where you stand i think is the best place to be and you're a fair good person you're not somebody who punches down and you're genuinely funny so i just had to uh you know, kiss your butt for a minute. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And also, uh, uh, you know, it's like to me, if someone's a trans person, that's their business. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, these same idiots like Adam Carolla, they would have been going against, they would, they had the same, if, if he was old enough, he had the same material about gay people. Yes. This is the exact material they would have been right. fighting for. We can't joke around. About uh, you know, guys walking around swishy. Mm -hmm. Oh, what are we gonna do now? You know, yeah. it's like it's the same yeah. thing. It's just bigotry. Yeah, it's bigotry. It's just bigotry, yeah. right? And it's not funny. I mean, I don't. I mean, maybe some people think it's funny. I don't think it's funny. And you know, it's it's disappointing, really, because it's like comedy should always be about punching up. If you're gonna punch, you should punch up always. And you know, that's it's just it just is that way. But, um, okay, so, you know, I've got a whole bunch of stuff I want to talk to you about, but what I want to sure. first get into, there's a little bit of politics, because at the end I'm going to ask you some other questions that don't have anything to do with politics, but now we have all this news that, uh, you know, the student lo loans have been will be forgiven, and then you're seeing, unfortunately, what I'm seeing, I don't know if you're seeing this, but obviously there's a GOP meltdown, and we'll talk about that. But there is also like liberals out there who are very upset about it. And I just um, I don't understand them because I feel like, you know, I mean, I never I, I did go to college, but I didn't graduate from college. I went to acting school and I graduated from acting school. So I paid for my college and I paid for my acting school. And I'm not all bunched up because Biden isn't going to relieve that debt for me. <laughs> or, yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's like I, this. This to me is the most amazing selfishness. I've ever seen where, you know, it's like, yeah, the whole, first of all, you should never respond to any 
news saying like, I don't waste my thing. <laughs> Look, I went to school. Um, I went to school, graduated in 1978 from a state school. I, it was $2,000 a year. Hmm. Room and board. Wow. Room and board. Wow. I mean, it was the, the board was terrible, but the room <laughs> and the room was bad. Yeah. But I mean, so these people are like, are you that selfish? Yes. That you can't understand the difference between someone who, you know, uh, for, and also that people, that there should, you know, like I'm actually a means testing person, mm -hmm. except unless it's like used for ill, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like right. it's, yeah. uh, somehow. Uh, but, but it's like, uh, of course, the people who need it should get it. And that was the thing I was kind of angry yesterday was well here's the thing i don't really like the whole uh i got very angry when bernie sanders ran the first time because he was accusing hillary clinton of uh of of, the, of actually being uh beholden to special interests mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff and i think that was he poisoned the well i really mm -hmm. think he did that with I the, agree oh with you, where's yeah. She, yeah let me hear her speeches who the hell cares about her speeches right that she made you know they, they even yesterday this guy will heard Who's like who, who was a, who was a, a GOP congressman? Mm -hmm. He goes again you know, and he claims to be some kind of a moderate, but he's not. He goes on, on TV the other day and he starts uh, talking, comparing Hunter Biden's laptop <sighs> and Hillary Clinton's email. <laughs> Hillary Clinton's emails with someone who is who is uh, dressing up. In top secret garb, yeah, right? At Mar-a-Lago, <laughs> right? He's got like, oh, I wonder how this uh, weapon works. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh my, no, and you know what? I do agree with you, and I, I hate to admit this, but I initially was a Bernie supporter. I was never the bro type, but I, I, I supported his view, like his view of the country. But eventually, I soured on him as a presidential candidate for like one of the the reason you just stated because of the things that he said about Hillary Clinton, and also just because I don't think that he can accomplish he can accomplish what he necessarily wants to. So maybe others could. I don't know that he could. So I just had to throw well, that out a, there. I had exact, <laughs> sorry to interrupt you, but I had an exact discussion with, uh, before the election with my friend uh, Kenny. And I was like saying, I just, this is before Sanders got the thing. I was like, I just don't think, I just don't think he's, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. he had his opportunities. Right. Yeah, and he, he just, his style is just not working. No. Uh, for elected office, right? Except for uh, Vermont or wherever he's yeah. from. <laughs> the wherever he's where you get from? your syrup. Is he Vermont? <laughs> I think he's Vermont. Yes, he is. <laughs> Vermont. Yes, he is. And uh... Vermont. Vermont. <laughs> yeah. In fact, oh God, what is his name? What is his name? There is a comedian who does a very good impression of him, and he was on the, the president Anthony show. Anthony we no, are, that was Trump. An Anthony Atomanik is Trump. But then, oh, oh okay. it is just uh, on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember the guy who played Bernie on his show. He was so fucking funny. Oh, James. Uh, it's James. A, a James dope, Yes. And he he's did. The best, he's the best in the world. Oh, my God. He's so funny. There was this one thing he did. It was like an outdoor sketch. And it was on Franklin and Vermont. And I mean, that was literally my I lived on Franklin and Rodney, which was one block up. And so he was in, he went to the donut shop that I always went to as as Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept talking about, um, oh, my God, millionaires and billionaires. It was and and percentages oh my god he's oh, yeah, fucking he goes, brilliant the up, he goes the upper two percent yes of the one <laughs> bottom cent yes i get by the upper five percent 
and uh, too often, too, I, I, everything I get is from him. Too often in this country, too often, you know, he is like, he's so yeah. good. <laughs> oh, he's perfection. He's so funny. But yeah, my friend, this is so funny. Julie Lynn, who actually. I went to high school with her, but I didn't know her, and I know her now because of social media. And the crazy thing is, she's been on my show, but she was on fucking Muller. She wrote. I'm like, is that crazy? I mean, she went to we went to school in Torrance, and I I saw that. Where, she, I, do I know her? I think I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Somebody name. Somebody name again. Julie Lynn, and but oh, this, I think well, I know someone. I've been talking to someone for years online, like in social media, but I don't know if that's. A, it, it could, could be, be more it, than one Julie Lynn, of right? Of course, of course, but it could be. Oh, it's Lynn Julie. I was oh, thinking about. see, it's reversed. Oh, I'm such a hack. <laughs> I'm the biggest hack in the world. Well, she, and she, my wife knows it. <laughs> She tweeted out, if a cure for cancer was found, Republicans would bitch that it's unfair to people who have already died from cancer, so no one should have a cure. <laughs> that, that was so fucking great. It's just like everything, everything like, uh, I didn't get this or whatever yeah. the thing is. And this is the idea that when you, and then you say, you think these people are people you can go, well, you know, in Europe, nobody even pay, you know, like yeah. everybody has their education. Right. And it's like, uh, and then the fact that, Everyone knows these these didn't they find out these guys were ripping off the the, the ones who gave out the loans? Yeah. Yes. They, don't get me upset now, Kimberly. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Well, there's so much to be upset about these days, so. <laughs> That's but we right. Gotta, we got to try to, which, okay, this takes me, this is not political, but I'm just going to, I have questions for you and they're all over the map, so they're just going to come up when they come up. So, you know, we're, we're all dealing with this, like, political, we're all overwhelmed because of politics. There's white supremacy, there's Roe v. Wade, there's all these things. What are you doing these days? You know, whether it's work-wise, hobby-wise, stuff for fun, what do you do to kind of, like, keep yourself sane in these crazy times? times well here's the only thing i, I do and it's and it's i don't and it started because of of, of fear mm -hmm. uh because of, uh i thought i could eat all the sugar i <laughs> love sugar i ate it my whole life i enjoyed a nice coca-cola and uh so um so but then all of a sudden I can't. What are we talking about? I forgot. I'm very bad with it. What are we talking about now? What you, what you do to, the, AD, the ADHD came in. But. What you do to stay sane in these crazy times? Oh, okay. I I, I took up walking uh -huh. to, to fight type two diabetes, mm -hmm. and um, it's been a miracle. Really? Miracle. I'm almost like a like I'm not walking fast, mm -hmm. but I'm walking fast for me. So I right. walk like a like I can walk three miles an hour walking. Yeah. Those twenty minute miles. And so I feel like it is, uh, it's helping my health, mm -hmm. but it's also changing me, uh, like, I'm not saying I'm going to win any, I don't think they're, they're speed walking, but if they have very fast stroll yeah. events, right. I can <laughs> compete in them. But it's just changed, it's changed my whole thing because, uh, when you're upset and when the life, here's my problem, my, my problem is. I get up in the morning. I see the news. I cannot separate the mm -hmm. macro from the mm -hmm. uh, from the micro. And so it's like if you get by ten o'clock in the morning, you're afraid that Trump may be in your house or something <laughs> like that. Then you have to adjust. So uh, I'm trying to adjust, uh, you know, how much I put in and how much I put out. Yeah. But the walking is amazing. Uh, but I, but yeah, you know, like someone called me 
uh, a comedian called me. Said, "Oh, let's get some coffee." I said, "I, I am not getting coffee." <laughs> but then I, I was. Uh, then I said, well, "How about Zoom?" She, she said, "Fine, let's do a little Zoom coffee." Yeah. So you'll do that. But I'm still. The isolation is. is uh, the isolation is a little bit off-putting at mm-hmm. times. But then the other part of me is like, this, "If this keeps going forever." I cannot imagine a better deal, <laughs> right? Because I used to be afraid. Oh, I'm gonna because Adam Carolla is a bully, right? He's right. gonna beat me up, or, or or Joe Rogan's a bully. Yeah, I'm not going to the comedy store ever again. I'm not leaving the house. Ever. You cannot contact me if you don't know all the different uh, codes. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 with Delete Me, the company that deletes every. So that's like all of a sudden. He's trying to like right now. He's trying to bu- he tries to bully me online, and who? I lost who? my fear of getting a Corolla. Okay, uh, but I've lost my fear of getting beaten up. That used to be what limited my entire life. Was wow. being- <laughs> so the isolation, yeah. in a certain way, could be the greatest thing of all all time. <laughs> except I just listened to a podcast where people, uh, well, they used to swat. I know you've heard this, right? They swat each other. No, I never they, heard they of that. They call a SWAT team on the on each other. Huh? No, I didn't know about that. Oh, gamers! Gamers okay. started this, and then people. Uh, interestingly enough, when you, uh, as a prank, call police out to your house, <laughs> oh, something could go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, stay away from that, Kimberly. Stay, just go back to cranking if you want. Go to the Jerky Boys. You do the Crank Yankers. Stay with the nice. Well, I used to, so you know. To- I used to crawl. I used to do those prank calls when I was a young woman. In fact, um, I was probably I was like a teenager, and I would call people. Whether I did, I called K Rock one time, and uh, <laughs> and who I don't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Judd the Fish, but it was some disc jockey that did the you know. Took, it was the t- Love Line. I think I called Love Line, and uh, I talked about how my dad. I was a lie. But I, I changed my voice and I said how my dad's best friend was hitting on me. And they were making such fun of me. And they were like, I didn't know this at the time because I, I tape recorded it and I listened to it later. But they were putting all kinds of like crazy noises. I would say something and they would put some kind of noise and they made fun of me. But yeah, I used to I used to prank call constantly <laughs> when I was a kid. I can't believe that. I don't, you know, not, that you would, not that you could see that in anybody. Necessarily. Oh, I know Kimberly. She sounds like someone that made a lot of prank calls. But no, I mean, it's like... Uh, I mean, maybe I asked somebody if the refrigerator was running. Maybe. <laughs> well, first of all, could you say Prince Albert and the Campbell? Yes. I don't even know what that meant. Right. But I, you know what? I heard of the one. I think I was like nine or ten, and I had heard of the, I guess the refrigerator running, right? And um, <laughs> cracks so... me up even when you say it now. <laughs> well, I I was at my grandmother's house. And somebody called and they, they did, they said, you know, check the refrigerator or whatever. It, they did the refrigerator joke on me and I already knew of it. I had already heard that it was a prank call and it's, I don't know why, but it scared the shit out of me. I was so afraid, but it was funny because my grandmother who lived alone, when she, when people would prank call her, she would go, Voodoo! I'm gonna put a curse on you and freak them That's out. That's pretty amazing. That is pretty impressive. <laughs> she was so cute. My Catholic grandmother saying voodoo, voodoo. I'm gonna put a curse on you. Oh my god, that was so funny. But so, uh, 
I'm sorry, oh. but I want to say one quick, quick yes. thing. My, my mother, uh, she's not with us anymore, but, but towards the end of her life, she would get like, uh, like she's still called AOL for help, you know, for <laughs> online help. And I swear to God, she told me that she would use her advanced age as a as a weapon. She oh. weaponized her advanced age. So like if someone, like once they found out she was old, they go, oh, let me help you. And then she once said to the guy, does I have to have to, I have to put you on hold? She goes, don't give up on me. Oh my God, that's awesome. How horrible. <laughs> don't give up on me. Oh, also one more thing is the funniest thing she said before. She had Parkinson's. The funniest thing oh. she said before she passed was she was like freaking out about the changes to her physical body. Yeah. I mean, not a physical body, how it felt inside her body. You know, the, your legs are going numb yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So she would get very agitated. She goes, and she's in her chair. You know, she goes, uh, Andy, can you call 911? I said, w w why? What am I going to say? I need someone to get me out of this chair. <laughs> I tipped it by saying chair first, but it was, it was like she thought I was gonna call nine one one because she was having difficulty in right. adjusting her position. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Um. All right. Well, you know, I'm gonna jump back into politics here. Yeah. I'm. Oh, okay. Cool. I, I'm gonna go. I'm going all over the map. I'm just like I'm looking at my notes here, and I'm like, all right. Let's see. One thing I want to ask you because I've asked other guests. This is more political. So, um. You know, Trump's in a lot of trouble, and there are a lot of there's like a huge portion of the country, at least on Twitter, that think he's going to jail. And then there are other people who don't think he'll ever see a prison cell. So I'm just curious, what do you think? He will be in the greatest prison cell of all time. <laughs> the most tremendous prison cell. Right, the most tremendous prison cell of all time. No, um, well, here's the thing. Someone said that, and I don't want to get serious on mm -hmm. you because you the point. But someone said the other day, like uh, it was really uh, the point they made was that uh, he is like, oh my god, I forgot what I was going to say. But all right, ask me again. I'm so bad. Do you think you, Trump will ever see a jail cell? Right, but it was like I forgot what it was. It was just like uh, that people feel like oh oh. Guy on the on the news show was saying like uh, now they've just decided that they if they win like that's the Republican thing mm -hmm. if they win if it, if they convince half the people that there's a big lie that's considered uh, more important than lying right now right yeah. right I didn't say it as good as he did but it's like you actually adopt this thing yeah. and you're you're now you're in all the way yeah. But do you think that he... wasn't my that wasn't my best work? <laughs> <laughs> but do you think he's gonna go to jail? Yes. You do? You really you think know what, you do? though? Here's the problem. Here's the problem is that uh is that, <laughs> that he I said this back in the beginning, the first couple of days I was like, you know, when he started obstructing his whole his whole theory of the case was obstructing justice. Yeah. Right? So he was obstructing justice right from the back. No, no, you can't. Do you realize? I don't think most people realize that the same person he was yelling at is Zelensky, one of the <laughs> heroes of the world. Yeah, had to listen to right. this idiot mm -hmm. screaming at. Him. So uh, I put 
couldn't even believe he. Uh, so I thought he was going to be out in a month. I really did. Wow. And then you know, I don't know if you've been listening to re- recently about how, you know, Bill, Bill Barr had these memos going out about how he realized that there was obstruction of justice shown mm-hmm. by Mueller, mm-hmm. but he, uh, you know, he wanted to make sure that he was just going to say there wasn't, and he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't allow Mueller to just say he could have said to Mueller. Oh well, what would you think though? What do you mm-hmm. think would happen? Because there's all those obstructions of justice. I don't know. It just was like I know Bill uh, uh, Barr's your big hero, but I think you really should re-examine Bill Barr. Me? You know I, mean? I know you love him. Hero. I know you love him. <laughs> and I, it's mainly because I think he's so hot. <laughs> Sorry, not him. Well, did you see? Did you see him when he would rule the roost there in the? Uh, he, he was ruling the whatever the thing is, but they were asking him questions, and he made fun of that book. Uh, by, who's that horrible man who who was pardoned, and he wrote that oh, book? Oh, uh, Paul, Mar- Paul Paul Manafort, or um, what's the other? No, one? it's that uh, Roger Stone. No, he's actually a guy who's on Dinesh D'Souza. Oh, him! God, yeah, yeah. fucking jerk. Well, it's something about mules. Something about mules. Two thousand mules. Yeah, two thousand mules. But but what's his name? Is laughing. He's <laughs> mocking it. He's mo- now you're mocking Trump. Now you're doing it. But when you yeah. were in office, I mean, people lie so much. Mm-hmm. He was going to, uh, he was obstructed. He wasn't going to allow, you know, do you think it's just because they, they figure that they're going to do so many powerful things in that job that they're getting? Maybe. That they, uh, they I don't know. It's really the the worst. It's like no one read any kind of. Uh, myths or anything, <laughs> you know. It's like uh, I, I thought we were past. Maybe I, I, you know, I thought we were past lying, but then there's no, no, we're not. Right, <laughs> we're not past the lying yet. No, we're not past lying. But I thought I was under the. Un... Here's the problem. I grew up in the, and this was a really bad thing. I think growing up in the Watergate time period, mm-hmm. thinking that oh, they'll never do that again. Right. Yeah. You know. And 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 then and then even going along and buying the thing like oh well Ted Kennedy didn't want him pardoned and then he said that it was fine no 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 that was a, a yeah. mistake he should have been he, he should have been uh, jailed or whatever mm-hmm. had to happen to him. right totally agree I'm, I'm no expert jail or whatever <laughs> had to happen put him on some kind of a rack I swear to God I fantasize all the time I know you do too I fantasize about I go do you really want him to go to prison Andy. Yes, I, I don't know why I talk to myself. Yes, I do. I do. And then I imagine, what do I want? Do I want like a whole wing that's glass enclosed? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you allow him some free, you allow him some freedom. Like mm-hmm. he can walk around and go, oh, he can yell at his underlings. <laughs> and then the Secret Service is housed in my show. Yeah. Pitching right now. Secret Service in prison. That's all I got. <laughs> Well, you know, Jody Hamilton, who's on Bob Seska's show, she had suggested something like if the prison guards could get some kind of special clearance or special title so that they could basically be the you know, considered secret service. Whatever it is that you you know, certain training obviously, oh, you know. So I thought I that was a good idea. Happen? Yeah, if if it she just suggested it. She you know, it was just an idea she had. So I thought that was a good idea because I mean, if you put the man in Mar a Lago as punishment and he can he can be on the internet and shit in his golden toilet what you know sure it's some punishment that he can't leave but ultimately he just gets to live in a big palace for for selling yeah. the country down the river i don't think that's you fair know, 
No, and I see that Mar-a-Lago sometimes. I go, you know why it looks nice a little bit, but I bet the, I bet they cut corners over there with the housekeeping. <laughs> yeah, I'm right? sure they do. <laughs> I, I I just had the suspicion that if you stay at a Trump hotel, there's going to be some kind of yeah. uh, monkeying around with yeah. your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's and obviously you, the biggest con man in the world, literally. And did you hear though that like remember this like uh, when he first we first heard about Mar-a-Lago? And they were showing how he like has a buffet there. <laughs> it's just really like a buffet. How you doing? How you doing? Everything good? Hey, would you like to? Oh, I see you looking at that uh, Kim Jong Un letter. It was that was wonderful. No, right. <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be imprisoned where there's buffets. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, is that too much to ask? I mean, I'm not one of these people who is like a. Uh, Wants people to be tortured in jail. I do believe right. that once. I mean, obviously, that would be what am I a monster? Yeah, I believe I they should be tortured in jail. But in his <laughs> case, I would like to heckle, just be around yes. the heckle. So they go, you know, when they bring him out of the cell, they go, "Hey, don't uh, be so careful with his head." <laughs> right? When you slam it in the wall. Yes, hey, that's. You slam his head in the wall, fellas. Oh my God! That's what that we should totally stop. do. We should create. We should imprison him in this, you know, like a glass cell where members of the public can just come up and heckle him all day. That would be that fucking is, awesome. I don't care how you do it. You make it air controlled. You do it in lieu of a presidential library. Yeah, exactly. His presidential prison. I mean, I swear to God, I would love. You know, I have a feeling from reading Mary Trump's book and all this stuff, and he may not be able to come out of this uh, learning something about himself. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. that might, that's a stretch. Trump learning about himself? I don't know. But did, <laughs> can you believe how lucky he has been in yeah. terms of, you know, it's like this, I should have known the next Hitler was going to be uh, big, uh, someone who's completely incompetent. Mm-hmm. That's the devil part of it. Yes. Like yes. You go, oh, you, you're always worried about, oh, this guy... Uh, you know, Newt Gingrich mm-hmm. or whatever, but Newt Gingrich, everybody just agreed he was horrible. This guy is like, I'll never forget because I love I love Nicole Wallace, mm-hmm. but she used to, when she used to be bright when I wasn't so crazy about it. Right. And when she was first talking about how much her parents loved Trump, I was like, wow. You know, she, it's a whole different world for her now, but yeah. it's like, what was it? I don't understand one thing that could make any old person, young person go, oh, finally, this guy's saying what I've always wanted to say. Yeah. Right. Like I don't get the appeal, but I didn't get the appeal with Reagan either. Yeah. Well, I was 12. Although Reagan was more appealing. Well, Reagan was more appealing and I was 12 at the time. It's funny because when he won, I was living in Russia. My father worked for ABC News and so I remember we went to I think it was called the the Spasso house. It was like a government house and there was this big party. And I, I remember, like, you know, I didn't know anything. I didn't have any idea about what Republicans and liberals were all about. So I just remembered this actor dude won. <laughs> and then, yeah, oh. he turned out to be a really shitty president. Wow. <laughs> Was that during the Kosygin days? Uh, what's the Kosygin? I got you. You did. Only pleasure now is pulling out references that other people don't remember. <laughs> well, I... My earliest reference joke was, which I did a lot as a kid, which was, hey, easy, Khrushchev. Stop pounding, that, stop pounding your shoe on the wall, Khrushchev. You know, because I've done that my whole life because I think I used to have a joke about how, you know, about like, say 10 years ago, 
But I would go to her and say, this is one way if someone's bothering you at a party, like if they're giving you unsolicited medical advice, like, oh, I think you really should take probiotics. You just turn to them and go, thank you, Sanjay Gupta. Thank you. And for years, that was my favorite put-down reference. Oh, now, I know you're busy. And we're all, but I'm not busy, though, sadly. But uh, – Here's my impression of like a kind of a, like a racist guy uh-huh. who is excited about, but he likes MSNBC, but he's kind of like doesn't realize he's racist. He goes, hey, we got our own Gupta now. We got <laughs> right. Good. But have you seen Brian Gupta? MSNBC. More Gupta. Time. <laughs> that is a great name for an American. It is. Just, there's no way in the world that we're ever. If I was 90 years old, saying Sanjay Gupta would still be. I'm surprised if there's more than one Gupta. That's how stupid I am as an American. <laughs> what are the odds? You had the Sanjay Gupta, and now you have a Brian? I mean, look at that. And then it's like you find out, isn't it one of the countries uh, where everybody has the same last name or something? <laughs> I'm no, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I I may be a globalist because I'm Jewish, but I don't know a lot about the world. Have you, have you gone to other countries? Yeah, but the typical, uh, oh, if I told you where I went, they go, oh, that guy's a comedian, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Canada. Yeah. uh, uh, Australia once. Mm -hmm. uh, And um, London, which I still love to go to, but they hate me over there. Why do they hate you? They hate everybody who sounds like an. Uh, I'm going to sneeze, Kimberly, because I don't <laughs> see any way around it. Hold on. Let me see. Thank okay. I think. Oh, that worked. Okay. So, um, uh, what was the question about? It? What was it? What was my question? Oh, um, what was that? Wait. Did I ask you what Australia was like? Oh, Australia and London. <laughs> London I don't do yeah. well in London. Oh, why do they hate you in London? Right. But also, I had my hopes up. I go, you know, it's like. I think I'm not saying all comics suffer from narcissism, but I certainly know that I'm, I'm my mother was a narcissist, and I'm very familiar with uh, all the rules and regulations. But uh, you know, it's like, oh, I'll go to England; they'll they'll embrace me like they embrace Bill Hicks. <laughs> See, that's that's a little bit of a first of all, you're not Bill Hicks, and also you're not you're not someone who's pretending to be uh, a heavy guy. And so it's like you're not a heavy guy, but like I would wear. You know, I mean, wear a leather jacket. You're mm-hmm. not going to be able to recreate how great Hicks was. <laughs> and so uh, I love the country, but I just haven't found And they have, and even I found a nice theater, but they just, something about my sarcasm hmm. that they don't enjoy. <laughs> what about Australia? Did they like your sarcasm? They did like, oh my, they, yes. Australia, I did feel, no, I, you know what's so funny? Australia, they had more friendly crowds. Mm-hmm. But of course, you, you can't tell because if you live there, it's different. But I, I was, uh, they literally had never heard of Chelsea Handler. Really? So my joke about Chelsea Handler was she signed a deal where she agreed to never write anything again or something like that. And, uh, wow. Nothing. That's interesting. I mean, that made me happy. <laughs> Bill Maher, too. Bill Maher and Oh, well, London, fuck him. They yeah. have no idea. But the, the, the fact that they don't know yeah. who he is. That's great. I mean, how hacky could HBO... What is going on with HBO? I don't know. I mean, you think there'd be a meeting and go, you know, we can't have this show that, that looks like it's not even... They go, it's not TV, it's, it's HBO. It doesn't even look like a TV show. Yeah. 
and this is a don't we have a flagship that's what i would say to <laughs> aren't we a flagship station <laughs> exactly what, are we bringing back arliss is that what's happening <laughs> well i mean i know there are a lot of people who still like them i don't understand why i gave up on arliss? you, know, long... you can say there's a lot of people who still like arliss <laughs> i don't even no, remember wait. arliss <laughs> i just well, I know the name you... What's that? I just know the name. I don't even remember Arliss. What is Arliss? Oh, you don't remember Robert Wall? No. Oh, wow. You're too young. That's the problem. You're too I'm young. not that young. I'm 54. Robert Wall was this, uh, uh, not a very good comic, but he was in a lot of different movies in that Ty Cobb movie. Okay. And this was like a, uh, Arliss was him as a sports agent. Oh, okay. Back in the old days of HBO. And there was also Dream on, remember that when it was Dream on Me or Dream where the guy would have. Uh, all kinds of like like fantasies that they would play out. You really are young. No, I'm 54. Ridiculous. I'm 54. I'm not that young. But that could be the difference. <laughs> I just don't you remember. Missed that I missed. I missed the period. I think I did. But I, <laughs> but I, but I, but I don't like. I used to love Bamar, and it's funny because obviously I didn't always agree with him. I always knew he was a jerk. I always knew that. And, right. um, but I still like to show and I thought, you know, he makes a good point here and there. And then, you know, I, I, I was fed up with him when he said that when he warned us not to take me too, too far, I was like, Oh, fuck uh, you, Mr. Playboy mansion. Um, and then since then he's been, you know, I, I only know what he says because he trends on Twitter every Saturday morning. And I know. I love that. <laughs> I love my friend Josh pointing out the same thing. He, that's all he cares about what he's saying. Will it make people angry Saturday morning? Mm-hmm. And it's uh, always, he's always fucking trending. But all I ever see now is people complaining about him. So it's like, you know, I, and then you, what you also start seeing is people on the right going, hey, I agree with Bill Maher now. So I'm seeing a lot oh, of that. That's how you know he sucks. Yeah. And also, uh, he literally gets all his promotion from like Fox News, mm-hmm. OAN. He, li- he has no. Uh, conscience at all. No, he has gone over to the dark side. Yes, and uh, he was 100%. always overrated. But I was just like you. There was a time period where, or well, I was on his show once, which it was okay, or maybe I was on. I don't remember, but it was like the only show I felt like where they were talking about things. But then, you know, even at then, I go, "Well, he seems like an idiot," for all <laughs> like you just said. Mm-hmm. But then it got to the point where. And I'll tell you one of the problems. He is maybe the worst stand-up I've ever seen yeah. in terms of his delivery. Mm-hmm. He's doing. He thinks he's Johnny Carson. Yes. Not. I, Johnny I Carson. kid. I kid to this, and I kid. This. Yeah. Anyway, but you know what? My stomach is. I mean, I can't even believe. Why did you bring him up again? I mean. <laughs> I have a funny story. I have a I have a funny story about this though. Um, like I never watched Politically Incorrect. That was not my show, and I never liked his face. I, his face always pissed me off, especially when he was younger. I think he got a little bit easier to look at when he was older, but there was some smugness in his face that I just fucking hated. And so, anyway, it was two thousand. My wife says his face looks like a penis. <laughs> And she says, she says, this is one of her theories. It doesn't hold for everybody, but assholes like him are so obsessed with their penis. And, <laughs> they look and, like and it. So like, yes. That's so funny. So, okay, it's 2000 and I go to this party and I was by myself. I think I was like, th- I don't know, like 32 or 34, something like that. And um, this party was an A-lister party in Beverly Hills. And like everybody was, I know, Farrah. 
Farah and uh, whatever his name was, who she was with the blonde. Um, uh, like, what's his, I mean, Ryan O'Neill? Ryan O'Neill. They were there. Yeah, right, yeah. And so, and what's his name too? Alan Thick, who was like undressing with his eyes. Oh my God, it was so funny. Oh. Because I have to say, I have to say, I was, I was like the peak of me as looks. I was thin. I was gorgeous. I was in my 30s. I looked fucking great. And I looked great for this party. And I and I me had... too, me too in my thirties. Yeah, too. like we all are in our thirties. That's and... so great. Okay, so I'm I cool. I'm <laughs> so I'm now. like so confident. I'm at this party by myself. My friend couldn't go with me, so I go by myself. And like Adam Thick is like trying to get my attention, and he's looking Al, at me and everything. Adam Thick. Yeah, Alan Adam, Thick. Alan, Alan Thick. He's, <laughs> and he's dressed up. It's funny. I have this scene in my book, Peyton's Choice. Didn't say Alan Thick though. But he's kind of got this like nautical outfit on. Like captain of a, she's a very nautical looking and he's trying so desperately to let, you know, to get my attention and I could see him, but I was like not interested. So I move myself over and I'm standing at this place in the party and he walks by me, but Bill Maher. Now he was alone and I'm like, I'm six feet tall, so I'm much taller than he is. And I, I could have yeah. tapped him on the shoulder and I know I was not really political at the time, but I know I could have engaged him in conversation. I know I was good looking enough that if I wanted to talk to the guy, I could have talked to him. He would have given me the right, time of right, day. Right. And so that that's in 2000. So now cut to, now this, I have the little story. That's my little story. And then um, in 2000, and I believe it was, yeah, 2012. So it was right before the election. And I saw Alan Thicke was on Bill Maher. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so funny because, you know, I was at this party and they were both there. So I wound up, I guess I friended Alan Thicke on on facebook and i sent him this note and i and i totally holly this is like my hollywood thing i i said you know you and i were at a party years ago and we ex <laughs> we exchanged glances that's what i said and then and i said something like we never got the opportunity to say hi but bill maher was there i just saw you on bill maher i would absolutely love to uh you know be a guest on his show is there anybody you might be able to introduce me to because at the time i was the spokesperson for rock the slut vote <laughs> so i just thought <laughs> i'm gonna see if i can get on bill maher so he, he he says to me you know hey um i don't you know he, here's the name of the producer that's all i got so i get <laughs> the name of the producer i friend him on facebook and then so I send him a note and I'm like, Alan Thick suggested that I get in touch with you about being on Bill Maher. And I actually I actually it was like my full on Hollywood spin. And I got considered uh, I got an email from the woman who, you know, considered who the guests were going to be. I never got on Bill Maher. And this was back when I used to obviously like it. But um, but I just think it's funny. I used I used that whole thing. And I was at least at one time in my life considered as a guest to be on real time. So there's my story. I know. I just love the idea of. I just love Alan Thick. Well, hello, Kimberly. Uh, wasn't it one of those guys? Yes. He was totally one of those guys. Oh, my, you know, I think there was a woman there with him, and I, I'm assuming it's his wife. I don't remember. This was obviously in 2000, but he was just literally undressing me with his eyes. It couldn't have oh. been more obvious. <laughs> I mean, I've had very similar experiences. Uh, I'm not a piece of meat. 
That used to be the old male go-to. Yes. Look, keep your eyes up here. You always get a laugh at a party if you were a guy. My Stay father there. always says that. The yeah, yeah. Eyes up here. Eyes up here. Well, that's an unending. Like, for example, the fact that I'm getting older and that I can, uh, you know, like, you know, assert that I'm unattractive. It's different for guys. Obviously, it's different for guys. Mm-hmm. But to me, like, for, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't know if you're aware of this, Kimberly, but there seems to be an advantage in life in general for men. I don't oh, know if you've heard I about think so. it. A little bit. I heard a little bit about that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, um, I forgot what I was saying. Kimberly, you have to solve my, uh, OCD, not OCD, it's ADHD. 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 Yeah. Um, okay, let, let's... That made you laugh. I made you laugh with an acronym. I did. I, I, you always make me laugh. I think you're so funny. And I'm, and I'm not just you're saying... You're very I'm, funny. Oh, well, thank you. Don't kid see. yourself, as people used to say to me, which I love in a comedy club. Don't kid yourself. No, well, thank they you. See you or they may meet you later. And they go, oh, good. Before you came along, I was killing myself. But thank you. Well, when a funny-ass comedian says you're funny, that's a huge fucking compliment. You know, it's also funny. I used to go out with this contr- a manipulative control freak a long-ass time ago when I was in my 20s. And later on in life, you know, I... I Jay Leno? <laughs> no, he was better looking than Jay Leno. But I, later I, I, later you know. on, I, I, you know, messaged him or I emailed him or whatever. And we had brief chats. But I, I can't remember what it was. But I, I said something to him like, I, I think I asked him something. What does he remember me? What does he remember about me? And he said, my humor. So I was like, really? I was like, wow, I'm, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, there's so few people who are so few people. First of all, there's two things going on. You have a great sense of humor, so we can banter, but then we also are in the right, in the right political area. Yes, We're not course. with the fascists. Yes. So no. it becomes like a, you feel like you can be yourself. Yeah. Totally. And it may, it you know what, that I'm also a homebody and I'm also for the most part, you know, I don't isolate completely, but I'm careful about who I see family mostly. But, uh, that is what it comes down to when, when you're, um, it's, it's humor and it's, and now see, now I'm, I'm catching what you have. Cause now I'm forgetting the point. Although I'm not catching it from you. This is like normal. For no, me. no, this is, but I bet you the difference between me and you is that first of all, you're not going, oh, oh, my God, where am I? Who am I? Right. What's my name? You're, and, I, I, and I bet you can even remember what you were going to say, which is different than me. Well, sometimes I do, but sometimes I don't. But, you know, that's the way. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not. But, you know, I want to ask you about that. I want to sure. ask you about, okay, first of all, are you watching Only Murders in the Building? I only saw a few of them. I love them because I – I, I mean, not to name drop, but here comes the name dropping. Okay, name drop. Uh, I was I was a R- Chancellor Rudy Tootie Tootie <laughs> on the Wizards of Waverly Place. Uh huh. So I met Selena. She that was her show. She's so fucking so, cute. I love her. She is such a sweetheart, and she's so cute. What a sweet person. Really, that's good to know. Uh, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the nice people I've ever met in a, in a, in a, in a, in a sense, and then. Can you imagine being on the set with those two guys? I, know. I love Martin Short. Oh my God. I love the only thing that doesn't keep me going back is that I'm worried that I'm not gonna like the uh the murders. I think I've seen like seven or six or seven episodes, but then as they get towards solving murders, 
I go, oh, is it real? I have this weird thing. But then once I watch it, though, it's just them bantering. Well, yeah, so and great. that's, I mean, you know, it's just a silly, it's Steve Martin silly, which is like, so perfect for right now because, you know, times are not silly. They're so serious. And I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. In fact, a friend of mine said she didn't like the second season, and I just finished the second season, and I loved it. And I, and I never really paid attention to Selena Gomez before just because, you know, she just never came into my sphere. I never, but I absolutely adore her. I think she's adorable. I think she's cute. She's funny. She's, I just think she's wonderful. And, but right. I wanted to ask you about Martin Short. I'm like, just specifically in that, you know, I was talking with my boyfriend, Bob Suska last night and, and we watched a little interview, a little bit of an interview, Martin and, and Larry King. And he was so funny, so smart. And, you know, Bob said, you know, he doesn't have one, like major thing he's this huge a-list comedian but he did you know he doesn't have a special he doesn't have like one big movie where everybody knows oh that's the martin short movie he's got a lot of things in his career um you know like in he was um i even put this on twitter last night i put on wadding cock and i wondered is anyone even going to get that it's because he played that ridiculous wedding planner in um Father of the Bride, where he talked, you know, where he said, Oh, yeah. that's right, that's right. How about in the big picture when he played the, uh, have you seen that movie? I don't know. Have I seen I don't think so. Big picture is one of the, my favorite movies with Kevin Bacon and, uh, oh, that's it, right. Uh, yes. I don't know if uh, I've seen and that. Terry Hatcher's in it. And, uh, Martin Short is, is amazing in it. It's amazing. <laughs> he's he so does good. the whole age of, like at one point, he's in a restaurant. And he looks across the restaurant and goes, I'm not talking to you. I'll call you. <laughs> and then, of course, Jiminy Glick. Jiminy Glick oh. is so fucking hilarious. Oh, my God, I love him as Jiminy Glick. he's the greatest person. I don't think it's anybody. First of all, when him and Steve Martin would host things, mm-hmm. that's my, you know, yeah. absolute, the, the, the pinnacle of sarcasm. Yeah. So I really could watch him do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, when whenever he's doing anything, I just uh, you know his two different Jerry Lewis impressions. Yes. He does Jerry Lewis, old Jerry yes. Lewis, and then the more uh, the kids today don't know from hardly working. You know, yes. oh I, I met him once at the airport, Martin Short. Really? And so yeah, because he was going to the same uh, festival I was going to, you know, the Montreal festival. Mm-hmm. So I started to say. Uh, I, I I don't know what it was. I say you know I was like trying to be make him laugh. I go I'm trying to do you in front of you. <laughs> he was so sweet. Oh, he and you know he looks he reminds me so much of my uncle, and and my uncle's birthday is coming up this weekend, and it was funny because my father had mentioned the party, and he was. <laughs> He was he was going to go for my uncle's name, and I just I said Martin Short, and he just started laughing because he looks just he they look so much alike. But what wow, I wanted yeah. to I mean, aside from just like going like loving on Martin Short, I'm wondering, and I might have asked you this before, but if I did, I forget, so it's going to be all new to me now. Um, who inspired you as far as comedians? Uh, well, when I was uh, you know it's like it's it's weird because uh, when I was a kid, I was more like. Like it would be like Dick Van Dyke or Jackie Lewis mm-hmm. because I really didn't know about stand up. Maybe I saw something on on uh, Ed Sullivan, but then it's uh, there are two things that I think really you know changed my life was uh, was Saturday Night Live. Mm, yeah, uh, because I was in 1975. I was born in '56, so I mean I was literally living it while it was happening. Mm-hmm. I, and so so those guys like I used to be. You know, I would joke that 
I did the lounge singer around home before <laughs> Bill Murray did, but like Bill Murray was like a revelation to yeah. me. And then um, I really think Letterman was the person who oh, yeah. is the biggest influence, basically because of the self, not basically, but because of the self-deprecation, right? which is just like, and Richard Lewis. Yes, who Richard I Lewis love too. Huge. I love him. Oh, I love Richard Lewis. Because like I, I used to love the fact that Richard Lewis would, you know, always uh, self-deprecation always. Mm-hmm. So like one time he's on a show and he's like, uh, hey, look, I tell comics if you're going to try and be as, you know, don't go to L.A. first. Uh, work in a smaller town for a couple of years. He goes, but look at me. I'm dressed like Satan at a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, that's all you need. And, and, and of course, Letterman was the king yes. of, uh, but really kind of like Johnny Carson, that was his strength too, but mm-hmm. he was before my time really. Not right. before my time, but I, uh, you know, I was always into him as a class, yes. classic thing, but uh, right. Did you ever then, go on that? Got, did you ever go on the Tonight Show? I got into comedy because like, I love Maria Bamford, I love James Adomian, but oh, yeah. uh, Woody Allen was probably the biggest influence because when I saw Annie Hall and Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, those movies were revelations. I'd never seen movies where the comedy came out of the. So I really got into Woody Allen movies, and then I got into Albert Brooks. Oh, huge. Albert Brooks! Modern oh, Romance, yes. Lost in America, yes. Uh, uh, Defending your one? life are my favorite three movies. I think in a wow. lot of ways, or up there with them. Wait, did you ever? Did you ever go on the Tonight Show? No, no, because I was too. I was you were too, too young. Young for the no, I thought I was too young for the show. But I started. I started comedy in '84. I was in a duo. Just and so I went on my own in '86. Mm-hmm. By the time I would have been ready, mm-hmm. he was he about was already to retire. Gone. Gotcha. Okay. But I was trying to get on Letterman from the beginning. Yeah. And it was kind of frustrating because you had that Bob Morton guy. You remember him? No. Who's Bob Morton? Robert Morton was uh, the executive producer. Of Letterman, I'll never forget this uh, story. He was kind of like a, he was kind of like a, his persona was kind of like, not a jerk, but close. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to kind of throwing away, throwing around his weight. Okay, right. yeah. uh, he was the executive producer of Letterman too, uh, but he one time I'm I'm doing a set for him, the audition for the show, and he's looking at me, he's staring at me, and I, I call, is he giving me encouragement? No. He wanted me to look at this hot lady who was sitting near where I was about to enter the stage. Hmm. So that's uh, that's the kind of guy he is. But mm. no, don't get me wrong, uh, I love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, he was like he was being a wolf, yeah. right before my set. Wow, <laughs> wow, that's so cool. And I I know I talked to you about being on Letterman before, but um, how long were you on that show? It really was amazing because I was on in 1996 and it was like I was really upset with my set and I tried to go on for a long time and then so I, I got on in 96 and then I and I don't I don't think it went well and then in 2000 I did a set on the show he brought me back and I think he enjoyed this line I said uh, I was here in 96 and I'm back now in 2000 I can't live on this kind of money <laughs> and, and then the greatest thing happened to me uh, he uh, he went to me I, I guess I had a really good set like I think in 2005 I remember this set where I was doing the Queer Eye from the Straight uh, straight Guy material and yeah. he really and he really liked it and then he called my people and 
said he wanted wow. me to do something for the show. And I ended up doing field pieces for him mm-hmm. because uh, because he couldn't go out on the street anymore. Right, he yeah. used to do the greatest pieces. And then, so that's why you saw uh, the guy from Hello Deli and mm-hmm. all those people. Yes. And so I went to all, I don't know, 20, 25 different trips wow. to uh, field pieces, the Yankees spring training and all this. So it was really the, it was my dream to be on that show. Yeah. I got to be on that show. So often when I thought I was spiritual, I've said, if nothing else happens to me my whole life, I'm happy with this. Right. And then, then you see something you want and you go, hey, how can I find out? <laughs> <laughs> so it was just, it was so amazing because, you know, and I made the mistake one time, I'll never forget it, of like, I would, it's very hard when you're on the show, but let's say, because I would do field pieces mm-hmm. and I would do stand-up, but uh, you really, uh, to me, if I'm going to be on a show, I want to know what's happened before me. Yeah. So I got distracted because my <laughs> brother was there and all this kind of thing, and I did not hear what he said, and I, and I, and I got out there, and he goes, you like you like uh, cupcake parties, Andy? Because he talked about going to a cupcake party <laughs> with his son, and I had no idea what he was <laughs> Do you like cupcake and also the things that it's like <laughs> the things that he would say, like uh, like if we had a field piece, he would show a field piece, and I go. So I say something to so him like, "How you doing, Dave?" He goes, "I could drop dead any minute." <laughs> <laughs> so did and you? And then when I got hurt on the show because I fell off a, a pogo stick, oh which God. is available online for anybody who wants wow. to. Wow. Uh, who wants to look at you know what is it called when you? Schadenfreude, or not Schadenfreude, but you want to, you see right, someone who yeah. got Take, hurt. Yeah, taking uh, delight, right, in someone else's pain. Yeah, so when I got back on the show, he goes, you, you should sue us. You really should sue us. <laughs> and got, he got the actual executive producers pissed off. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did you, can like, were you guys friends or were you professional friends? Professional friends in the sense that I never would have even asked for his home number. Right. You know, um, and so, like, yes, if you know, never have like approached him like uh, uh, a peer, like Steve right. Martin or somebody like that. So I, so, but he couldn't couldn't have been more complimentary. And the one of the greatest things was he was getting an award once, uh, and he was uh, for something, and he wanted me to accept it for him. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's pretty. Isn't cool. that great? Yeah, that's amazing. I you but, couldn't uh, go. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> but uh, you know, wow. sometimes like I didn't. I'm. Fr- I was friends with uh, George Miller, who was. A sw- I loved him, mm-hmm. and he was like one of Letterman's best friends. So I would hear about Letterman through him, mm. and then Jeff Altman, who was a very sweet guy. Um, he used to be on Letterman a lot, and he used to go to his house all the time. And he said, "I'm going to give you uh, my impression now of." David and Letterman at the end of every night when I spend in his house. Okay, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> when he would hear that, okay, Jeff, it was time to leave. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. I, but what an enviable, I mean, I like, I just think that would be the coolest job in the whole freaking world to work for David Letterman. I know my boyfriend is a, major fan in fact um i don't know if you know who buzz burbank is but bob does his tuesday shows with buzz burbank and buzz and him go way back i've heard that name because he's been around he's like he was a he was on uh i don't know if you would have heard this but i believe he was on the don and mike show in dc 
And oh, I don't even so know he, those two names. So, but I mean, you know, he's just he's well. Plus, Buzz Burbank sounds like everybody should know him. But um, he gave Bob an autographed picture of of Letterman, and you know, Bob just loves. I mean, I love Letterman too. In fact, my he Letterman and my father are not the same, but not that different either. They have like the dry sense of humor. There's even a physical kind of a resemblance, not too much, but a little bit. So I've always loved the David Letterman. Yeah. Always, always. I always. love it. It's like and Harry, him and his kid Harry. <laughs> Harry looks so cute. Well, he must be like twenty now. Oh right, yeah, God. Yeah. Um, I know time time sure does fly, doesn't it? And it's already an hour now. We've been talking for an hour, and I can't keep I, I can't you keep know, you I on. I feel like I'm keeping you. I'm keeping no, you I feel like I can't keep you on for an hour and a half because then you'll start crying. <laughs> Here's what's gonna happen, Kimberly. <laughs> When we when we end the the uh, the interview, I am not going to stay in the line, which I want to do. I go, hey, if you need any more information for for Jews, they can't we can't leave parties, they can't uh, wrap up an interview, and I'm very proud to say that you will not hear from me. Okay. <laughs> well, you will hear from me afterwards because I, of course, I'll be sending the sh- you the show. Um, well, that's appropriate. Well, that's appropriate. <laughs> that is. That's appropriate. So, okay. So, before we end the show, I'm going to say to you what I say every time. Tell everybody where to find you. Okay. Here's the thing. I want to plug a couple of things. Okay. One thing is that my my podcast, my partner, Jay Elvis Weinstein, I have a podcast. It's called Thought Spiral, Two Jews, Two Microphones, Two Hours. All right. And I'm very proud of it. Yeah. So, that's that. And then people, I'm still the most proud of my album I came out with, which was called Hence the Humor. So you can still listen to that. It's it's an audio album. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm now planning, because I don't want to see people, but I'm planning on doing another like album type thing. <laughs> uh, that's my next thing. That's so cool. And then, of course, where, yeah. what are you on Twitter? What's your Twitter handle? Oh, Andy Kindler. Andy Kindler. So wait a minute. With your... Um, uh, podcast where do people find is it on iTunes or Apple or whatever iTunes, it's called here's what I'm going to tell you find it on iTunes or this thing or wherever you like to get your podcast <laughs> and you know what I get mine from a guy named Eddie <laughs> I think I'm going I think I'm having a breakdown <laughs> yeah, well, so that's where you can find that also good. I'm on uh uh, Andy Kindler Superstar on Instagram, but I, I, I am totally confused by Instagram, and I can't go on it my, uh, because you go, oh, that's an attractive lady. So <laughs> 10 minutes later, <laughs> what is, what's happening to me? What's happening? Oh, my God. You're so fucking funny, and I'm, I love talking. You know, talking to you is like medicine for me, so that's, not only do I get a show out of you, I also get like a little medicine like a medicinal fix here because i laugh so hard and we desperately need to be laughing but um okay enough kissing your ass you can find me on twitter author kimberly k-i-m-b-e-r-l-e-y don't forget the extra e at the end of my name uh you can find my books on amazon and um if you were here andy i give you a big hug but you're not so i'm just giving you a big this virtual so hug wonderful. thank you <laughs> you well, are wonderful oh well, and can I, you know i can't even i just realized I was like, I can't hang out after the phone call. I don't know where my phone is now. <laughs> now you're going to think I'm hanging around. Uh, uh, what, you can't believe it, I was you Kimberly, was I good? You are going to have to hang. Can you please hang up on me? 
All right. Well. Oh, I found the phone. I found yay. The phone. Okay. Thank you, Kimberly. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank so you. Honest, please send my love to Bob. I will. And thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>